Hey yo, you are listening to Storybookish. My name is Miranda Sophie Nelson, and it's been about a month since we wrapped up chapter three, Fine Ladies and Rational Creatures. The community feedback was absolutely amazing, and I want to thank everyone who tuned in and participated. Spring is kind of a crazy time of year, and everyone's getting pretty restless and ready for the sunshine, so I thought we'd lighten things up a bit with a chapter that requires a little less brain power. For chapter four, I got to interview a few awesome couples about their relationships. This week, we're hearing from my new friends Jeanette and Rios from Ontario, Canada. They have a pretty classic falling in love with your best friend story and also some insight on love, happiness, and everything in between. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy story time. All right, so... uh... Well, I'm Jeanette, and my husband's name is Rios. Rios. Yeah, and uh, let's see, we've known each other for, oh my gosh. 18 and a half years. 18 and a half years. Um, We met at a mutual friend's birthday slash music practice. So I was there for, um, I was there because my friend invited us over because we were having youth camp. And uh, so uh, I I came there also to to practice our music for the camp. And uh, I guess he was there. I was just there because it was his birthday party. So I was just there to, I guess, chill a little bit. Yeah, so then we uh, actually knew his brother before I had met him because he had come to a youth camp in, in March. So we were having a youth camp in September. So we were like, okay. The funny thing is, so I was sitting at, in, uh, on the stairs, like kind of towards the basement. And he was, where were, you, where were you? I was in the basement. Yeah, no, I know you were in the basement. I was were you playing, playing the drums guitar. No, I was playing okay. guitar. Yeah. And he was playing the guitar at the, at the bottom, of, kind of near the drums. And then I said to my friend, like my cousin and my friend were there with me. And I said, you know, I have this really weird feeling that I'm going to get close to that guy. But I, I didn't know him. I didn't like I only knew he was he was Dennis's brother. That's that's how I knew who he was. I didn't know anyone else there <laughs> except for her friend and my brother and my cousin. That's it. So yeah, I wasn't as in, intuitive as Jeanette was yeah. or is. And then so I went over to I went over and asked him because I'm, I'm outgoing. So I, I said, hey, how's it going? Are you going to come to the youth camp? And. No, you were kind of like, uh, I guess you're kind of hesitant a little. Of course, I'm very introvert. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're very polar opposite that way. She's the more extrovert. I'm more of the introvert. So I guess uh, it was funny. So then I I said, hey, are you gonna come to the youth camp? And he's like, well, I guess I don't have anything. If I don't yeah, have anything don't else have anything to do, that's, that's like, what I said. Yeah, it is actually what he said. So. But, so then, um, you know, the youth camp actually took place during um, the, our the school out out here took a they had ended up going on strike, so we um, so we just they they ended up having the youth camp. And then while we were there at the youth camp, and so I knew like he had played guitar and he was pretty good at like um, he was pretty good at picking up music just by hearing the songs. So around the time when we met, it was like 1998. So uh, I said to Let's let's figure out one of those like in sync songs. You know, the <laughs> God must have spent a little more time in you. That was huge back in the the nineties. So he goes and there was like like I said, it was like really downtime. So people were sleeping. You know, so we were just hanging out. And then I said, Let, let's go to the like where the sleeping quarters where the girls are because like you know it might be a little bit quieter there. And then I guess he had looked in and there was I no one. He you. didn't see me, but I was behind. I guess I was behind a wall. So then I was like. Oh, he totally blew me off. This is so not cool. So then, I was searching. 
a lot of places. Like, oh no, where did she go? So I, I, I kind of like saw him back in the, the main room and I was like, oh, he's there. I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I don't even want to go in anymore. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, I was so prepared to learn that in sync song too. <laughs> I was so ready. But yeah, I was, I was like, man, I can't believe, I can't believe you didn't. I can't believe you didn't come so I kind of felt embarrassed by it and so I guess after that we just kind of we never really talked much after that I guess right oh, I didn't find it uh, that awkward after well, I don't know I anyway I just felt bad because I didn't see you there like oh man we had a project and we didn't get to actually work on it I yeah felt bad. and then so after that I guess um you know after the youth camp goes they kind of we kind of went our separate ways and then we had something else like a follow-up it's called it was called covenant orientation so we were like after the covenant orientation a bunch of us were gonna hang out and i said hey why don't you come hang out with us and he's like no he was in one of these like weird like m- like metal moods i don't know he was like pissed off or something were you, you were pretty, I don't know. <clears throat> apparently you didn't want to yeah yeah we're trying to like literally this is like <laughs> n- almost 19 years so we're trying to rehash almost two all decades of <laughs> it's funny because i uh you know, I, at this time, I, I'm like, oh, he's kind of cute. I had a little bit of a crush on him, but I obviously didn't say anything to him. But when I asked him, I'm like, hey, come to come out and hang out. And we're we're going to go watch a movie. We ended up watching that movie with Eddie. Look at the holy man, right? Yeah, Eddie so Murphy is like yeah. really. And <laughs> so didn't I sneak you in? It was like full in there, right? I think so. I think it, was, I, it was pretty full. Yeah, yeah it was. Oh, my we gosh. Right I can't believe front. it. We were, we were like right, right in the front. front row, but I'm pretty sure I snuck him into the movies a bunch of our friends i'm like how bad is that i'm just saying oh i just took you into the movies open the exit door and let you in um so yeah i was we just kind of after that we because i knew he liked music and they were looking for people for music ministry i said yeah like uh, just come come hang out with us and come to the music practices so pretty much uh, I was like showing up at their house i ended up just like picking picking him up and like driving everywhere like I guess we became we became friends. Oh, so usually in the front seat, huh? Well, because you were my friend, right? So yeah, yeah, I guess you would be in the front seat. So this is like really early in our relationship, and so we ended up we had a, a Christmas party. Uh, during the Christmas party, you know the people, you know they just kind of they have like fun. There's like dancing and stuff like that. Rios is very very shy, and so I said to him, "Let's dance." And he's like, "No, I don't want to dance." I said, "Come on, come on!" I'm like, "If you don't have if you don't dance, I'm not gonna have fun." And he didn't dance at all, and I was really mad at him. <laughs> Granted, I never danced with anyone. Yeah. Nope. Anyway, then I, I, it was after that that we started talking more because you felt really bad. That I was really angry that day, and I was I was really mad at you. I was like, "Why don't you want to dance? Aren't you my friend? You're supposed to you're supposed to dance with your friends." And so I I went home that night, and my family and I were praying, and then all of a sudden, I, I this is the time of, of the pager. So he he would like page me. Anyway, I don't think I ended up calling you back that day, but then. I don't know, we ended up becoming friends anyways, like, after that, because I, um, yeah, because obviously, yeah, we're still, obviously we're still, we're still together. <laughs> yeah, we're still friends for sure. So, after that, we took a trip to Ottawa, like, for Christmas, and they had a Christmas party down there. The so, same, like, similar situation happened in Ottawa that happened at the Christmas party when we were here. And so, one of our friends, she ended up meeting us in Ottawa. And so she asked Rios to dance, like to one of the slow dance, slow dance. Okay, it wasn't even a fast dance; it was a slow dance. She came back because I, I was saying, "No, he's not gonna dance." I was telling her, "I'm like, he's not gonna dance with anyone." And then she goes, she "Goes, oh yeah, he just said that he was gonna dance with me." And I was like, "What? What is this? You you told me, and you always say that you're not gonna dance, and then you said you were gonna dance with this girl." 
Although, in my defense, I knew they, they always play two two slow songs all the time. And I knew that was the second one. And I knew it was not going to happen. Usually, that was the second song. And it was done. It's like, that's it. It's like, oh, well, I didn't really know her. So, yeah. like, I don't know what to But do. you also didn't really know that. That for sure. You how? What would you? Okay. What would have happened if you had? Then I would have been screwed. Yeah. See. <laughs> I was like, oh no, backfire. Yeah. So I was like, I was really mad. I was like, I can't believe you said yes to her and not to me. Like I'm here supposed to be your friend. Like I, we hang out all the time, and now you you're saying you're not gonna be, you're not gonna dance with me. This is just. And then you know, after that, I was like, never mind. I, I sort of at this point, I I sort of kind of came to this realization that man, maybe I do have a little bit of a crush on him, but. So you know what? We'll just continue to be friends, and you know we'll see where it goes. Yeah, going Story to this. Line. Yeah, we ended up going to this uh, this um like retreat again. This is all through our youth group. This uh, this retreat, and it was called the Discovery Camp. And at this Discovery Camp, like we had like different sessions, like dancing, singing, um, acting, and so um there was one part in the Discovery Camp where all the all, all become the brothers, like you know the 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 men. They all come and they they give roses to the the girls. I was thinking, oh, okay, because like, oh, he's my best friend. I'm thinking, oh, maybe he'll give me a rose. No, he didn't give me a rose. I was so hurt. But my my friend ended up giving me a rose, which is fine. But I was like, man, this guy, I don't know. And at this point, I I was talking to one of my I was talking to my friend. But she's like a really close family friend. I said, my gosh, I'm like. I don't know what to do with this guy like I really like him and you know I I've, at this point I've already I think I already told him that I really liked him this is probably about mid beginning of April or so um because uh, you know during this time bef- between December and and like February say you know we just kind of became friends and I at this point like at the in, in April I said you know what I'm just gonna give this up, and I said, you know, if this this relationship is gonna go anywhere, then I'll just I'll I'll you know I'll leave it up to him, and I'll leave it up to God, and we'll see where it goes from there. And so at this discovery camp, I was thinking, you know, I think I really come to this realization that you know I'm just I'm just gonna let it go, you know. And if it doesn't, you know, when they say, um, you know, uh, if you love someone, let them go. If they come back, it's they're yours. If they don't, they never was. So I kind of was resorted for myself. I'm like, you know, maybe this isn't really where it's supposed to be and I kind of just said okay I'll just I'll leave it at that and so when he didn't give me the flower I was like okay well I guess I guess I guess our relationship means nothing not even as friends would you like to explain that well I'm not gonna defend myself it's just that I mean well I'm clueless so it's not like I wasn't doing on purpose because I didn't know what protocols were or even like the gestures he should be doing in the in a social situation, you know, I noticed that, like, okay, I did something wrong, obviously, because the other person um, has mentioned it, and, like, oh, okay, I see that. I have a bit of a uh, sympathy and empathy about that. I wasn't in that point where where I was sensitive to a girl liking me. Yeah, that was just, that radar was totally off. It wasn't even, it was not even existent. Yeah, that okay, knowledge, okay. acquired knowledge. Fair, fair enough. Okay, fine. I'll let you. I'll <laughs> let you have that. During that week, we also had like sort of like these re- recollections. Like, I for some reason again, I got really angry at him because I guess he didn't see. Now that like I'm really, I really do like you or whatever, and and at the same time, I was, um, <clears throat> kind of confused because you know when when you're a young young person, you you know I guess we. 
there was one point uh, during one point during our our friendship that we like were holding hands and stuff, almost acting like we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but not like I guess not not, not, officially. Stuff, not officially. But so I guess those signs kind of for me was confusing, and of course rightly so that is confusing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I called him out on it, and he was like, "Oh, I guess he was again. He was kind of clueless." Anyway, story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> we just. I think we even for April Fool's Day we pretended that we were dating. Like, was it? We told Randolph like, yeah, yeah, we're dating as an April Fool's joke. But to me, it wasn't really an April Fool's joke. But then, okay, this is an interesting story too. So we we started dating on April April the twenty first. So it's coming up April the twenty first in nineteen ninety nine is when we started dating. And so when we started dating, we had just started dating April. And my problem because I was in my senior year, which is grade twelve up here in Canada. This whole stupid like not dancing situation came back again. So he told me he wasn't going to go to the prom with me because he didn't want to dance. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like, I, you're serious? You don't want to come to the prom with me? And so it, this one, I don't know. I don't know how you, like, let that go on for weeks. Oh, well, right? But you did. You let oh, that. Well. He let it go on for weeks to this point where I was crying on the phone. I'm like, why don't you want to come with me to my prom? I don't know. Anyways, I had three people that I was going to pick to go instead of him, which one was his brother because he was my friend. And then two were other were other friends from our youth group. So I said, fine, you don't want to come with me. I'll go with someone else. I think I ended up asking your brother if you want to come with me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had to make sure it was him because I had, <laughs> I had a plan. My intentions were actually good because yeah, I had the scenario in my mind where, okay, I'm actually, when she's getting ready and she goes down the stairs, uh, it's going to be me waiting. So that was my whole scenario in my mind. But I guess the execution wasn't really terrible. Terrible. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Because, you know, you're... It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. So I had to make sure it was my brother. You know, it's like, oh, surprise. Yay. It's yeah. it's really me. Not anyone else. I'm like... Man, I was, I'm telling you, that it went on for a while. i say probably at least three weeks. Fast forward a little bit. A lot. Um, I ended up going to university in Quebec, which is about eight hours away from where we were. Um, and at this point, in actually, probably, in, was it in 2000 you proposed? I don't know, 2000, 2000 no, probably 2001. 2001. Oh, 2001. So we were dating for, you know, we were dating for a while. But, at least a couple of years. Uh, but he, the engagement wasn't, it wasn't really an engagement ring. It was like a promise to be engaged. He called it a promise. It was, pro- a, it was, a, it was okay. a promise to be engaged. You called it a promage ring. Remember? It wasn't but it was a promise, an actual. But it was an engagement ring. It was ring. an actual engagement ring. Like it was actually like he went to the store legitimately and got the engagement ring. But it's funny because we we just we just went into the store and we were just kind of looking around, you know, just whatever, like randomly looking around. So I was like, oh, I really like this one. It's it's really nice. So then I, I ended up going outside and he ended he like applied for one of those, you know, in-store credit cards. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go out because I don't know if you're going to get approved or whatever. Anyway, I guess the guy had come back. He, I didn't know anything, but you said that. The, oh, yeah. No, everything was pretty much done. Yeah. So, so I had it. It was like, oh, no, it's okay. He had the ring and I didn't even know. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And you, you even showed it to some of our friends, too. I did? Yeah, yeah you did. So yeah, those things went on. I didn't. I honestly didn't even know he. Cause I didn't think he had gotten the ring. I thought maybe he just like. Just went in. It's like oh. Okay. And I think he. Yeah. I think even the guy said congratulations to me too. And I was like congratulations. Well, okay. I don't know what that means exactly, right? So, I did. I honestly didn't know he had a ring. A couple years, uh, probably a couple. It was a couple months that you had that ring for a while. Mm, I was trying to 
plan, plan out plan how to execute that as well <laughs> and it was it was literally just the his thing wasn't it wasn't so much of a, a, a was it a marriage like uh you wanted to actually get married sooner or what oh no i was actually well it was more should have been a mutual decision of when right. it would be right, right, right. but it's more i had to get the ball rolling oh right okay right. he had proposed i suppose like he brought all these balloons and and then he asked me to pop one and then inside it said okay you have to give me a kiss or or you have to get, or something like that i have to give you kisses but inside was um uh, but Hershey then you had Hershey kiss. kiss. It wasn't inside the balloon, but it, you had Hershey kiss. Yeah, I, I couldn't fit it in there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so. I popped it. Was like, oh, you have to give me a hug, which there's Hershey hug. So then he gave me a Hershey hug. And then the last balloon, it was it, there was like a note that said, "Will you marry me?" And I was like, "That's interesting." <laughs> and then so he ended up like proposing to me when we were still very young. Yeah, we were yeah. still very young, but we knew we. It was like we knew that we were going to be together. It was just a matter of when, right? Because we just, we grew in, in love for each other because we, we you know, I guess we know that. And I don't know, the signs were sort of there. But, yeah. so yeah, it was, it was interesting. So, yeah, we obviously said yes. And my dad actually had approved him. I was more nervous asking Jeanette's dad about marrying her than actually asking Jeanette to marry me. So... I was a bit more nervous asking him. Yeah, and yeah, my dad can be. He he could have been pretty intimidating. My dad's passed away since now, but he 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 was. It was also a sign of yeah, respect it was also too. A sign of respect. So. For our in our culture, it was so, so something what we I guess the men do sometimes. I don't know. Do they? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they That's, do, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I don't yeah, know so now, we, but yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what we did then. <clears throat> but so after that. We were engaged for, I'd say, maybe like two years. And then, no, yeah, two yeah, years. About two years. So two years. And then I ended up going to university um, in 2003. So when I went to university, my first year of university. And so I had been dating him for four years already before I had left for university. So being eight hours away, it was like, oh, and then never knowing anyone else, like never knowing or never having a boy like me other than or at least knowing that a boy like me <clears throat> i kind of um fell into the scene where you know i was hanging out with friends that were all going crazy and you know drinking doing all these really crazy things that i ended up no i wouldn't i wouldn't say I, I fell into like a huge trap or anything but i mean i ended up i ended up partying more than than you know i guess people do and when you're especially when you're away from a community that you're you don't get those you don't have those things come up a lot it was much more difficult for me to sort of not really I wouldn't say difficult. It was a lot easier for me to be away from my roots as opposed to just getting involved in what was going on at university, right? And, you know, we ended up after being after being uh, engaged for a while. Uh, he came down because we had we you know, I guess we were having some. Well, issues. We can visit as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. He also came to visit. He visited quite a lot. <clears throat> and so um, on on a Valentine's Day weekend. Um, we were trying to figure out, like, I guess I kind of told you that something was amok, right? So you kind of came to see if you could solidify it or whatever. And so I ended up, um, yeah, unfortunately, I ended up breaking up our engagement for, like, when we were engaged, we ended up breaking up because I was like, you know what, let me just, 
give me some time to not really think about it, but just give me some time to know that this is you're the one. And so I, yeah, I gave him back his ring, and he, I ended up driving him to, to Montreal, and that which was an hour from where my university was, and he took the train, and that was that was it for a bit. Uh, same thing for me. In a way, I count that as a good blessing uh, with that type of hardship. In a sense that I kind of relied on our relationship, and um, I guess I didn't know how to stand on my own. So in a way, that was actually a good way to force myself to grow up a little bit as well. But to make things a little bit more uh, like awkward was that at the time when I left for university, he ended up moving into our into my parents' place because he, they were having issues. Um, his his parents were having issues, uh, and uh, they separated. So he was really upset by the whole situation. So um, he ended up moving into my parents' place while I was gone. So that's it's kind of awkward because he's like pretty much living at my my parents' place, but I call my mom or something, and then you'd also. Like I also ask if I can speak to you, which is yeah, well, that was really confusing <laughs> for me too, because like you can't ask like I thought we were done. Like <clears throat> you know, we ended up going on on this little hiatus for about I'd say three months or so, and so the one thing that kind of brought us back together was my my parents uh, attended a conference in Quebec, and then he came along in Quebec. We ended up like going to the conference center. And so people by this point in our community had had known that we were we were sort of not not together anymore. I said, you know, I, I after this three months, I was already sort of kind of leaning towards getting back together. We were at this crossroads. It was either are we going to stay together or are we going to grow apart? That's really where I ended up saying in my head, I'm like, you know, you know, we should try to get back together because I think that we're better together than we are apart. I remember thinking to myself, okay, if nothing. Um, happens now, then I will just completely <laughs> move on from us. And then I remember we were at the local bar there, and that's when you said like to to try again. Really? Yes. We were at a bar. Yes. Oh Lion. Lion. No, I know, but we really? Were. We were just hanging. Out. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I thought that we were just hanging out like at my place after. Like we just. Oh, oh my gosh. My, Wow. My memory says that because so you know, classy. my mind lit up. I was smiling, not not because it was like, oh yay, uh, we're together. It's more I'm like, wow, this this has to be a bigger sign. There's more to this than than just what we had. So. Yeah. So that was in uh in like 2004, and so we we had we had spoken to our priest before, like uh, before probably around December or something. Before I went to university, I think uh, we talked to him and said we. We ended up, uh, yeah, we ended up like, contacting him again. And so he was like, okay, good. You know, that's that's good. He had known who we were as a couple. And um, it was very personal for us to see to know him. And so when he approached him, he's like, okay, so when would you like to, you know, when would you like to meet? And so we ended up in the next year, we in 2005, in, on August 27th, we, we got married. We made the decision of getting married. Oh, really? What day? Oh, right. It was actually... April 7th. It was my brother's, my younger brother's birthday. And we just <laughs> had this mutual decision to actually really truly get married within that time. So within the year. And we just said, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Then, so there wasn't like another proposal, but it was nice 
because we had that decision together instead of just I made it or she made it. Mm. It was really a mutual decision that, okay. And it was serious. From then, that's when we just yeah. get married. And then so, you know, we were married. Uh, yeah, it was like 20, August 27th by our, our, our um, the priest who was at our church. And so um, after that, you know, we, we went on our honeymoon uh, into Mexico, uh, the Mayan Riviera. When we first came back from the honeymoon, mom was like, so are you pregnant? I'm like, ah, uh, no, mom, I'm not because literally we just got married. So we're like, really? I don't know. Like, I don't know how you can know that soon after, but all right. Apparently we can do something. I don't know. We just sort of knew that the, that our, maybe our story or maybe our lives are a little bit, it's not, it was not just about us. You know, we've, we, now we have three kids. So we have three kids. Our eldest is eight. Um, our middle is almost six this month. And then our youngest is two, but we didn't have kids right away. We actually, uh, we didn't, we weren't able, not really weren't able to just, uh, things weren't happening for, you know, timing wasn't right. Like, let's say, because we were in, I was in school. So I was in my second year of university when we got, got married. I was going into my third year. And then, so he ended up joining with me, joining me in Quebec um, for two years while I was finishing up my degree. And then he ended up staying for another two years because he started, was starting yeah. school. So he, so we ended up having like the six years of like, like two years of long distance dating, two years of being together as a married couple, and then two years of long distance marriage. And in Rios's last semester, well, actually his last year, I guess his last year of yeah, university, last year. last year of university, I, I was, I was pregnant with my eldest. So that was kind of neat. But um, yeah, it was it was hard too, hard. Yeah, I I clocked a lot of miles, uh, going back and forth just to make sure. A good thing that we have our school was small that I can talk to my my professors, so I'll kind of have an advanced. Um, like to leave, I guess, to leave a little earlier, <clears throat> just so I can drive, what like at least a weekend a month. Yeah, probably at least. So that's like fifteen hundred kilometers, like yeah. both ways. Yeah. And I, I drove a lot, and even more so when, <coughs> when we were having our our our, our eldest. Yeah, it, it was it was hard though. I would say because I mean, we, you know, I was I was almost like I was a single mom because I'd go to doctor's appointments by myself mm-hmm. and. And, you know, there was even a time where in December, before my son was born in January, at the end of January, I ended up going to the doctor and the doctor said to me, you know what, you're not, you're not, you are really small. Like the, the baby it was really small. So you are no longer allowed to work. You have to take, you literally, I have to, you can't stand for more, stand or walk for more than 10 minutes at a time. So I ended up having, I ended up going on, I guess, maternity leave early and, and, um, and yeah, I was, I was off work early. So when he was at school, I remember this too, because when he was at school, he he left in like January, like January 6th or something. And that, that maybe that two weeks after, between the time that I was um, off work and you had gone back to school, I read the entire Harry Potter series in like a week. It was crazy. Like that's all I did. I read and watch movies. That's, that's kind of what I did. Because my doctor ordered me to eat burgers and uh, drink milkshakes and, you know, pretty much do everything that you're really, you're not supposed to do. But she said that she wanted the baby to be fattened up. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I could. And so an interesting thing is that he ended up, um, he had just gone back to 
to school on Sunday. And so I had an appointment on, on was it Monday or Tuesday? Monday? Monday. I had an appointment on Tuesday because I was going for regular ultrasounds and doctor's appointments because he was small. So I went, I went on Tuesday and he just gone back to work. I'd say he just gone back to school on Sunday. And I said to him, did you know what? When I was at the doc, actually before that, when I was at the doctor's, um, the doctor said to me, you know what? Your blood pressure has gone up. This baby is going to need to like come soon, like either today or tomorrow. So, no, nope, <clears throat> do what you got to do. And like maybe you need to call your husband to come back. So I ended up calling him like after they had um, put me aside, I was going to be admitted to the hospital. And I said, you know what? You should probably come back like today or tomorrow because this baby is going to come either today or tomorrow. So I was admitted in the hospital and I was just kind of just kind of there waiting. So he said to me, do well, do you want me to come today or do you want me to come tomorrow? I said, oh, honestly, it's up to you. Of course, of course, I want you to come today. So what did you do after that? You I got up, got my stuff ready and left a note in my uh, roommate's door. And then I left. Yeah. I left right away. <laughs> Which is a good thing because on his way home. If I left the clear. next day. There was a snowstorm, so I would have missed my son's birth, like everything. Yeah. So good thing I left that time right away. Yeah, I ended instead up of waiting. I, I ended up going into labor, um, like naturally. I was supposed to be induced, but I ended up going naturally. My eldest son is very, um, what do you say? He's very. He does things on his own. On his own, like he's just once he makes his mind up with something, it's very, very hard to to change his mind. He's very determined that way. So, oh, man, that was interesting. <laughs> so you just came out on a whim. So, yeah, I mean. I remember you had a hard time. Yeah. And I was actually, even though it was my last semester, I was actually like, you know, if you're, if I'm willing, it's okay. I, I, I don't have to finish now. I just come home. I just, I just come home. I just come home. Yeah. And then you told just told me, no, it's fine. It was, just, just stay there. Just stay. You're almost done. Like, I know. He was I know, but it's just, you're just having a difficult time yeah. that if me being far away it was just I couldn't couldn't bear that yeah. that uh, burden on your own so I was like okay I just <coughs> don't worry about it even though it's my last one or like I'm almost done yeah it was, it just, was I just I want to go I'll go home I'll come home yeah I'll come home. that was like in I remember on Valentine's Day again this Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is this recurring theme with us valentine's day i was like i was crying on the phone because i was having a hard time breastfeeding my eldest and i had a really really hard time like it took two months took two months to be able to 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 breastfeed him successfully it was it was really hard but anyway i ended up like sticking through it and he was really good after that but i remember i remember going oh my gosh i'm so sad i was like crying on the phone because it was hurting and being a new mom and i felt like and i felt like i was i was like on my own, I was a single mom. Even though I had my my parents help me out, it was you know it's never the same. So <clears throat> I was like, just I was just so sad. And you know, of course, you just you just had a baby in two weeks ago, and and why well, I had just had a baby two weeks ago. So it was really hard to to go through that situation alone. And so, um, yeah, I ended up I ended up going down there after for we ended up staying there for like yeah. three weeks. Yeah. We ended up staying in Quebec for about three three weeks. Me and my son, we flew there. He took the car, 
And then <clears throat> on then he decided that he was you know, we'll just pack up the stuff and we'll just come back with you when you're when you're done. And he the thing is that with his with our school, like I said, most of his he didn't really have final exams. He just had final papers. So he was pretty much done by the beginning of April. So he was done by the beginning of April. And then, you know, things had gone and we ended up having a, a second. And um, yeah, our second is very interesting. <laughs> He's, they all have very different personalities, but our second is so imaginative. He just sometimes I wonder where he gets his imagination from because he just like says these things. You know, like where, where did you where did you get that from? Like the other day, me and him were talking, and he's like, I have superpowers, and I was like, oh, okay. Like I, you know, we don't really talk too much about that, but he's like, he's so creative. I don't know, he's just so interesting that way. And so I mean, like for that, I mean being married for now it'll be it'll go be it'll be 12 years this year you know I, I definitely say it would be we've had our ups and downs you know and I think um <clears throat> for like nine years of our let's say like the nine years that we were married um we went through yeah we did go through some hard times right like we uh there was a low point in our marriage where um where I had my second my head we had our second and I remember sitting because it was my 30th birthday and I remember sitting in in on my thirtieth birthday, and at this time Rios was working two jobs. He's working one in the morning, and then one in the evening. And in the afternoon, he'd come and he he'd sleep. So I was literally like <clears throat> by myself with two children. And I remember, and I remember sitting on the couch on my thirtieth birthday, like on a Friday. It was like a Friday night, I believe. It was Friday night, and I was by myself on my thirtieth birthday. And I felt I remember feeling really like really sort of depressed. And it, it wasn't easy, that's for sure. And we had gone through this this point in our marriage where, you know, he was, he, you know, he with all this time, he's kind of spending, not really away, but I guess having two jobs and being sleeping all the time, it just kind of, it takes a toll on your marriage because you don't really get to spend much time, much quality time. And <clears throat> so, um, you know, I ended up, I just ended up like being, like feeling like I was really alone and uh, that I just remember feeling alone and you know I didn't really think that I had anyone that I could talk to because none of my none of my like we because we had gotten married so young and none of our other friends had had even an inkling what was going on like our our last friend just uh like one of our la one of our good friends he just got married what last year just so you know now they're starting to catch up with all the you know the kids and them marrying but None of them right now at this point, none of them had kids. So it was really, it was really lonely time. And I remember thinking, man, like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is going to, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, how are we going to, how are we going to get through this? And I remember um, for our, for our own marriage preparation, there was a, like a, um, a little, uh, what's it called? A stud, not study. We had this, this couple that came to talk to us, right? And so they had talked about natural family planning, which I found quite fascinating. I was like, oh, that's that's really interesting. And so while we were around, we just um, we had learned how to use the Billings ovulation method, which actually had really been helpful in our marriage and in, in terms of knowing when when I was fertile and when I wasn't and, and also making those decisions together to be able to you know be co-creators of life. And so um, I remember reading about this guy named Christopher West. And I said, what is this about? I, I, what is this guy? Who is this guy? So I ended up doing a little bit of research when, when we had been um, 
going through this rough patch. And I said, maybe, maybe it's time I take a look at this theology of the body stuff. Maybe, maybe it's time that we, I take a look at it. And so I ended up reading and listening to these talks by this guy named Christopher West. And he was talking about something called the theology of the body. And I, I had no idea what that was. I got, no, I didn't know what it was. I thought that he was a creator of it. But in actuality, it was written by John Paul II, who was the Pope um, before. So there's currently now there's Pope Francis, then there was the um, Pope Emeritus uh, Benedict, and then before that was Saint John, uh, Pope John Paul. So he had written this encyclical, and it's, it's essentially about how to love another person and how to treat them with their own dignity and to um, see them through the eyes that, that the creator had given us. So I started listening to this stuff and where Christopher West comes in is that he, these teachings had been, had been around since the uh, 1970, uh, 1978. And this was the first audience that the Pope had in, in his Wednesday audiences. And he was talking about, there was 129 different um, things that he had talked about, 129 different, like a sermons he talked about. And so this is, um, it's been since the 1978, and he given, had given it over the course of time. And so Christopher West was the person that really, he took the teaching and he made it easily accessible and understandable for the lay people in the church. So <clears throat> I started listening to his his, right, his his preachings on the theology of the body. I'm like, this is so good. This is kind of what I needed to hear. Because when we were going through the, this phase in our, our marriage, I, 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 you know, I mean, there's, there's lots of things that couples fight about, but though the top two things are money and sex, right? Always. And so, you know, for me, it was this point where I wasn't, I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to allow my husband, you know, to even, we, we weren't even sleep. We, it's almost like we were sleeping in different rooms almost, right? We were like, friends but we weren't being married we weren't being a couple right and so you know we i ended up like reading listening to these like theology of the body stories and at the same time i was also reading some really like weird things that would kind of like make me twist the things that i was learning anyways besides the point but i was learning this stuff and i was like wow this is really what i needed to hear and one time i said to rios i said you know what i don't like to be treated like I'm just a piece of meat, you know, like just whatever. And I guess that had struck a chord with was did that struck struck a chord oh, yeah. with you? For sure. For sure. And so in I'd say like twenty fourteen, um I ended up we ended up going to um a talk that Christopher West was having here, but before that it was it was hard because I was like you know, I, I I was, I ended up like going onto the computer one time and I saw um, on the computer, he left, I guess he had left, I don't know if he left it open on purpose, but whatever. I ended up seeing like how, basically how to file for separation and divorce. And I was like, oh, this is not good. So I don't know if you want to speak to that a little. No, I, I was, I was serious about it too. I don't, I don't think I did it out on purpose, like to leave it there so you can see it. I probably just forgot to close it, but I was just trying to figure it out. But it was not something that I wanted to go through. It was definitely, it's just, we couldn't, 
figure out how to how to fix things, I guess, and just to figure out okay, what what was first of all figure out what was wrong, and then and um and find a solution how to how to repair the problem. And I was just searching because like okay, this is it, but. I just looked at it and see, but I was like, oh, this is, this is not something that I want to go through. But if I, I, I might need just some time away a little bit because just to kind of clear our minds and just, I mean, if we can't stand um, each other being in the same room, then it's not good. It's also not good for the, the kids in a way to see that type of discord. So I kind of looked at it, but in a serious way too, because I wanted to see what the options were. But I, that's why the separation was there. I didn't want to get divorced or anything, but just a separation, maybe just for the time being, just to find out what where to go from there. Because clearly nothing was was um, working, and we just didn't know where to go. Um, what to do and there's just it was hard to ask for for help from anyone else so it's just i did look into it but not so much where it's like okay well what's the difference between divorce and separation but like i want to take the least i guess the least um i guess damage then i don't know then it, i know but like i don't know but that was the very last thing like after that it's like okay i don't want to look at this just just okay. We'll figure out what else to do. Just go on from there. It's interesting because you know when we were going through this, like you, when we were dating, you were always really good about like making, like doing something special, you know. And I kind of called him out on that. It's like you don't really do anything special for me anymore. It's like I just feel like you just like, oh hey honey, you know how's tonight? <laughs> you know, like there's nothing. There was no lead up, no wooing anymore. It was just so you know. You good? You're not good, you know. So it was there's like this disconnect where you know you still you still want to be treated, you know, like a princess in a way, right? You still want to get those once in a while. You want to get the flowers or or hey, you, if you want, you can go for a manicure or you know, I'll get you a little gift like here, you know, here and there. But um, yeah, you were like that when we were <laughs> when we were dating. <laughs> but I don't know. You get, um, I guess I guess. 18 years no i'm just kidding well no it it does i mean sometimes i'm pretty sure it's not unique in the sense that you know most relationships kind of just go with routine so i mean for me now i I am i've taken that (laughs) you gotta think of what what can i do it's just i i I don't i'm out of practice and it's tough to do especially with three kids they can't just easily go hey you want to go for a just for a date and then, you know, like, well, wait, what about the, what about the kids? Who's going to watch them? Mm-hmm. So it's made it a bit more difficult now than it was before. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, bit, a combination of out of practice, which I'm pretty sure a lot of long-term relationships have gone through. Um, just It's just become a routine almost. But then we add children in the mix. And I'm like, okay, so now we got to add that factor in. And... It's tough to do what we used to be able to do now just because of circumstances. And I mean, uh, when was that? I think that was 
No, we had that. I know we haven't had a Valentine's Day like dinner on our own in a while, and um, there was actually that moment where our 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 kids uh, ended up being watched by by your um, Jada's parents because we had to get up early for an event, and uh, our kids won't get up that early. So I just just popped in my mind. I'm like, hey, it's almost Valentine's Day. I know we won't be able to. Like you have to be somewhere at Valentine's Day, and we won't have anyone else to watch the kids then. It's like let's have <coughs> our Valentine's dinner now. It's like I know we have to discuss what we had to do in the event the next day, but at least we can at least have a nice dinner and have a good Valentine's Day. So I, I take now I try to take opportunities and I guess be sensitive of good opportunities to be able to actually do something nice um for for Jeanette so yeah well kind of going back to our like hard time like that was when really because I'd known about Christopher West I just didn't know much about it so I ended up um like researching more about this this teaching that had come up and I said you know what this is a really really good teaching and so I I ended up saying to Rio so I was like yeah but that one time I was like you know I don't, I don't like to be treated like I'm a piece of meat and meat and so he he, I guess, I don't know, I guess you were pretty hurt by that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. um, in a way, there was no communication then that. yet. It's just that that kind of, to me, that came out of nowhere, which at the same time, it was it was truth. So in a way, it was hurt because like, oh, wow, that came out of nowhere. But at the same time, oh, that's true. So in a way, it's like, that's why it took, took a lot because of my weight. I'm, I... This wasn't communicated before, but but this is actually like okay. Well, I clearly messed up big time. Yeah, and I was so. at this time I was already pregnant with Aaron. Was I was pregnant mm-hmm. with my third? I think yeah. so because I was I was also working at the time too. Yeah. Um, and I had gone back to work for Dignity. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up um yeah I was pregnant with 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 our third, and our third was doing was in August, and so this has happened sometime before that. And so when I started studying the theology of the body, I said, wow, these teachings are so profound. It's not just for married couples. This is for everyone. Anyone that has a body can can really truly appreciate where where this comes from. And, you know, it, it was just for me, it was so profound because it was like, you know, you know, just going through this marriage, like we it's almost like something was over my eyes and like I wasn't quite seeing straight. But then when this teaching came into our, to our marriage, it was like huge, like this veil, the veil was lifted off my eyes and I could see clearly where I was going wrong. And the way that I was living my life, I was, it was, it was like me. I was like, I don't want to do this because I don't want to, or I, I don't feel like it. Or it was always about me. It was about me being selfish. And I said, look, wow. Like, you know, there's a reason why, things you know were not going as well because I myself I I couldn't this whole thing wasn't on him the the blame couldn't have been totally on you but but on him but I ended up like treating it as if it was it was his fault not really his fault but more like it was me it was really me that needed that and that this whole thing that yeah you're not supposed to be treating someone you know that way but I was I myself was doing that myself to him and I was being selfish, and I wasn't allowing our marriage, or even the vows. We, um, we actually teach marriage prep 
course, uh, mm. in our church. And we just over this weekend, we just talked about um, conflict resolution. And so before that, I was like, dang, like, uh, you know, I wasn't treating him the way that he should be treated. I, I was treating him like whatever. I, I wasn't really treating him very nicely, you know, and we got through this point in our relationship that. I didn't, he didn't, I didn't even let him touch me, you know. Like, I don't want, to, don't want you to touch me because I, I don't want to. I don't want it, so just don't, you know. Don't even try because I don't I don't want it. You know, I don't want you to touch me at all. So it was really, like, yuck. Like, it wasn't, I was not very nice to you. Sorry. It wasn't very nice to you. But, you know, like, that. that's the only thing that going back and thinking about it now, like, theology of the body, that teaching was the one that saved our marriage because... I mean, it helped me too because, like, I mean, my intentions were never to, to be like that and to treat you like that. It's more, it's more that the there was no guidance. I'm like, okay, you know, the the, I guess there there was no. I didn't. uh, Same thing with Jeanette, where I had kind of a, a, I guess, a veil as well in front of my eyes where. I didn't really understand what I, my role is, and through through this teaching too, it's like it it does it did open my eyes as well. Now I understand like okay what my role is, in our relationship. So I mean I guess it took what nine nine years to get to that point to figure it out. But so now it's it's with with this uh, the teaching that we had and a bit more understanding from each other. That I, I guess I would say that it's much better now when when we just have an understanding of like okay you know this is my role and this is your role and it just made a lot more sense where where what we should be doing I mean it, it was there our our intentions were never never to to hurt each other but it but I guess it was just that was our reaction to 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 a certain situation where we didn't fully understand. Yeah, like we even if we break it down, because we had over the weekend we had to talk about covenant, right? And what a covenant means in a marriage, and that's not just a piece of paper. When you when you get married, especially when you get married in a church, you're making this oath to this person that you're gonna stick with them no matter what. So the oftentimes things we think oath it's like. The most popular oath is, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God, right? That's the oath that we usually, that we usually swear, like, you know, people on the, um, they swear by it. But the marriage, the marriage vows are essentially an oath that you take to your, your future spouse. And I didn't quite, we didn't really quite understand what that meant, right? So just understanding these teachings, it's like, I see it now. I'm like, man, I was, I was mean, you know, <laughs> I wasn't very nice to you mm. at all i was just i was being selfish and you know it was really that that understanding that free uh to live freely total faithful and fruitful these are things that are a staple to um the covenant that we take when we're married you know are you coming have you come here freely without reservation you know do you promise to love each other through sickness and health till death do you part yes and then you know do you do you are, are you open to the children that God may have for you. So yeah, we. It was uh definitely like um. Definitely something that we weren't fulfilling to the its fullest, of course. But 
again it was it was only that 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 teaching that really was able to you know it was to that unlocked it now yeah. we know where we're heading <laughs> yeah so well good thing our marriage is forever <laughs> for us so so at least uh we have a lifetime to kind of just figure it out well to to actually um perfect it even though it's gonna be difficult to make it really perfect but that's the fun part for us is that that you know being knowing each other for almost two decades we there's still so much to learn and we still have a lot to do so we've never truly fallen out of love like it's just that we were our love was just kind of twisted a little bit where we didn't know what it looked like anymore Mm-hmm. so at least now that it's like okay now this makes sense now we know what to do so now l- l- let's make the next few years let's, let's uh, have the next few years however long we're going to be together for the, the, to you know living just to I guess just to uh, to make things as great as it can be so in a way, like we just kind of begun, even though it's uh, it's almost 12 years of marriage. It's just now that we're actually are able to make it a proper one. So I guess, I mean, uh, with our with our relationship, we did start younger, and um, I guess our friends just got married now, uh, just very recently. So we didn't really have anyone to kind of talk to about it and now now that we have these knowledge we actually want to share it as well with as many as many people as we can and um while we're still learning that for ourselves and it's it's just so great to be able to share what we know that's why that's what we were talking about before too where where we find that our marriage is just not stuck stuck just between the two of us that it it's there's more to our marriage than just for for my for myself and for Jeanette and it seems that it seems that we had to share this story that we have and hopefully people can actually learn from it as we're learning uh, at the same time so, right. It takes, yeah, it takes, it takes definitely takes quite a bit of uh, uh, trial and error, but but it's it's great. Like it's it's just something that I definitely I have no regrets. Probably the only regret that I've had um, with our marriage is I wish we had a videographer during during our wedding. That's pretty much that's all I can but, think of. And you know, and, and learning and really learning that teaching beforehand like in a way more but i think the timing was right the timing the timing, the, the timing was, yes yeah. definitely but i think if we had maybe known maybe a little bit beforehand then maybe we wouldn't have got to that point yeah. but you know but it's a bit more special now i think yeah it is and I think. I think that like just um you know we we even realize that now just in our own in our own relationship with our kids like it's it's totally different like it life now is it's super busy and you know my kids are like i would never say that they're my number one because my husband's my number one 
my kids are just the product of our our relationship and you know not just but you know they're a very big part of our relationship but we've grown to know each other that I think we're at this point where yeah I look you know 12 years almost 12 years it's kind of cool but <clears throat> we'll see where the next like say for example 12 years will take us and so yeah and so you know next 12 years we'll see where we're at in 12 years right but it's just it's it's interesting to see that like even another interesting story actually the day that we got married is was august the 27th and in 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 our in our church uh one of the saints that has her feast day on that day is saint monica and saint monica actually uh, was I think she really prayed for us during our struggling time because she's actually the pa- one of the patrons for difficult marriages and I remember asking her like, "Say Monica, please pray for us because I don't know where to go. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Like you know, I don't want to lose this marriage. I don't want to you know lose <laughs> lose everything that we built." So I asked her for her prayers just to intercede for me. Please just help me. You know, like, how what do I do? And so. <clears throat> shortly after that is when I I got um you know I, I ended up really learning that the theology of the body and I ended up um we end up like I said going to uh Christopher West had come down to, to Toronto and I said oh my goodness he's coming we have to buy a ticket I have to buy a ticket and so we ended up going and and uh you know listening to him speak and so they have this um, this course that they offer um, at the Theology of the Body Institute, which is in Pennsylvania. And I said, oh, my gosh, as soon as I heard this, I'm going. I am totally going. Uh, I have to go. And so I ended up, um, that was like November of November of two, two, 2014, and I said, I'm going to go. And then by June of 2015, I ended up going to the first course, the first part of the Theology of the Body, and that really changed my life. <laughs> It was so instrumental, and it just opened my eyes to so many things that, you know, that for myself, it, it was like, it was almost like this spiritual healing that I needed to, to hear, and, uh, you know, this thing that I needed to sort of come out of myself, you know, and, and love the way that, if, if I'm truly being honest, and love the way that Christ loves is that literally I'm willing to die for my family, right, and that's kind of the way that I've seen myself, and, you know, Rios says, you know, coming to the whole the whole um, realization that Rios is like, you know, that the head, not they see the head of the family, but at the same time, it's like we're we're partners in this relationship, right? And and so he will make like you know the final decision on a lot of things, but I will also have a hand in that. And it's not that, you know, people always get this cringy thing when they hear, oh, wife submit your husbands and like like unto Christ. But the thing is, for me, I'm like it's not about like being a, a doormat you know really what it is is about if he's leading the right way there really shouldn't be any problem with submitting per se right so it's it's just a beautiful thing that we've come across and i mean now i have such a, i have much more of a respect for you know our relationship and the fact that we you know he's we've gotten this far and not really unscathed, but we've gotten this far where now, you know, we were, we're now determined, even though we were determined before, it's like now we were more determined to be, to live more fully our vocation, right? Because we, we know that marriage, the marriage, mar- our marriage is, is a vocation. It's not just something you, you pick, like it's really, it's almost handpicked for you, you know? 
And I don't think that if I hadn't gone through these things, that we would even know what it is at all. And so, I mean, like, it's been a, a roller coaster of, of a lot of laughs and tears, but you know, I think we've got to this point where we're excited to see where this takes us. You know, we're, we're excited to see where the story takes us. So when, when you had put it out there on Instagram and, and said, hey, like, are there any couples that are willing to share their story? I said, you know what? I think it, I think it, it would be really great for us to share a story because you know, we we are best friends and we grew in love. Still we're still friends. best friends. We're still best friends, but it's like we it, it was, we think that maybe we have a story. Not maybe. I don't know. We, we have a story that we'd like to share with people that not a lot of people are privy to that because you know we kind of when we went through situations it was kind of like we were dealing with it on our own so no one really knew what was what was happening right it was just it was kind of under the surface people didn't know that there was problems right but now we have this opportunity to sort of talk about it and not have to now it will be now we can just share it with you <laughs> we don't have to sit down and tell the story but we have the, we have an outlet to be able to say hey you know this is kind of our story and uh we hope that you guys can learn something from it <clears throat> so i was really i was really excited to be able to to, to do that and it would take us like probably a lot longer we cut out a lot of stuff but you know in terms of like all these things that we, we went through but i mean for the most part we got through for the most part it's pretty good because since we are best friends i mean we'd have our arguments just like any friends would do would would have <laughs> but it was um it was never to a point where we we would I don't know, it's 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 so different when you when you really marry your best friend. I mean it's just a, such a different a different um approach to things than some of the stories with other people I would hear. I'm like, oh, okay, well like that's too bad, so I'm sorry, but you know, when people tell me I'm like, I don't know what else to do, but then since we're just friends, we can just, we don't have to always have that, oh, you know, husband-wife relationship all the time, but we can actually hang out. Hang out. I mean, I remember we had one one <clears throat> night, I think we ended up sleeping like at four or five in the morning, just <clears throat> talking about who would play a good, like which actor or actress would play a good Marvel character. <laughs> I mean, we were just laying in bed and just talking about that, and and it was just as satisfying as any other date, I guess. So it was just organic. Yeah, you know, it, was it was just very, very organic. It just kind of it kind of fit together. It was it's sort of interesting. Like I mentioned with with Saint Monica being the patron saint, like I didn't know when we were getting married that she was you know that we were going to get married on her feast day. But I think like to have you know that that whole aspect where you know you have that's that's what's really kind of neat is that we have saints that are paying for us in a way you know they 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 know what we've gone through and it's kind of interesting to to see where you know right now like my three boys in september i just started i just started homeschooling them with rios's um you know obviously with his we we both decided together that we would homeschool the kids this year and um um you know i was i was just going through like a rough patch in, in the time where being a mom and like trying to figure out where i'm gonna go and one of these newly canonized saints, um, uh, Saint Zeli Martin, she's actually, her daughter is a very, very famous saint. And um, I, I said, you know what, maybe I should take a look at what she did in her life. And I was reading these things about her and she, 
she talked about how like little Saint Therese, the little the little flowers, her name Saint Therese of Lisieux, she was like really like a a very like a child. <laughs> she was she would throw tantrums and and so she was insufferable is what she would say is what Saint Zelie would say. And I was like, oh man, like to look to see have these people that like lived maybe like a hundred hundred fifty years out from us and. Just to know that they went through these same things that we have gone through, but now they're like canonized as saints, and now they're in heaven praying for us. It's, it's kind of neat to see that there's these this progression in our faith as well that this sort of seems to hold hold it together, where we can kind of go about these things even in our relationships and see like that there's been people before us that have, have gone through it. And so for me, it's been it's been really great to see how our relationship has changed in, in the last almost 18 years of knowing or, or almost not almost 18 and a half years of knowing reels and just seeing how you know he's he's become he's become a better man because of these these things that we've learned along the way and especially like just in the last you know last year we've both been blessed of being able to go to the theology of the body institute and we've both been able to learn directly from christopher west about these teachings about saint john paul ii like his teachings and I just, man, it's it's been really great to, to go through this journey with him by my side and, and to see it, to have him see it. Because sometimes, you know, like you hear stories about, you know, women that are, women or men that have been studying this teaching and their, their spouses just don't get it. You know, and I'm really lucky that way because, you know, he, he gets it now. You know, he might have, he, he didn't get it at first. Actually, he was kind of, he was kind of hesitant. Not that I was hesitant. It's just, it's just, I'm not. I'm smart, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it takes me a bit longer to to process, process but yep. I was never against learning, obviously, you know, or anything that would help out. It's just that it takes a while. I mean, even though experts take just still learning things yeah. until now. So yeah, Christopher West has been studying this stuff for like the past twenty years, and he's still learning things every day. So I think it's just been to this point now where we can say that, yeah, we're right now we're in a good spot. You know, we're in a good, we're going a good place in our marriage where we can reflect back and really see where our lives have changed and for the better and for the worse, you know, and, you know, it's just, I think at this point we we're at, a, we're in a good place in our marriage right now. You know, three, three kids that are boys that are crazy, but we wouldn't have it any other way. And I think it's good to kind of, share a bit of vulnerability and just that's I guess that's what shows what well, how much stronger you are now than just when everything is all good and there's really not much else to talk about by then so in a way I take more delight in actually um, ex- well not really explaining but sharing some of the hardships that we've gone through because there's still hope, even though, even though it was tough, especially during that time, it was definitely tough, and it's not gonna, it wouldn't have been so easy to be positive during that, that time. But, but now that looking at it, it's just it made our r- relationship even stronger, and I think that it it, it was needed at that time, because if everything was good all the time then we would never really uh progress i guess just like working out where where you can't just remain the same all the time you have to kind of 
keep keep building yourself and you know how muscles will will tear and then rebuild and that's just how it gets strong bigger and stronger so i guess i guess with the hardships that we've gone through so far it actually strengthened our marriage a little bit more than when if everything was good if everything was good then it's just i guess it's just not gonna progress anymore and we will never learn and just again we'll probably fall into just routine so for us learning going through these things um now i'm just enjoying it because before it's just um i'm actually enjoying it more and um taking as many i guess uh, whoever else i can talk to about it and say like, now i'm taking the letter before we, we, uh, we don't want to boast about our relationship and all that stuff but considering the stuff that we've gone through sometimes i'm like you know what i'm uh, i'm a little bit okay to to kind of a little boast a little bit but not not to be arrogant about it but it's more like yes we've gone through a lot of things and there is still a lot of hope and i'm looking forward to just keep growing with Jeanette and um and there's no one else really that i can i can go through this uh this life without her and with the with our kids i just i don't know how else i would be without them and i don't think i would have a purpose this is definitely my purpose is to be a better husband the best husband i can be and better father i can be and best uh, best uh, father i can be and um there's definitely a lot uh, for me to grow and and there's nobody else i can think of really to, to really go through this journey with and and it's just a perk that my my best friend and is also my wife so it, there's definitely some perks to it with it yeah i think um yeah i think that's pretty much like that's like a summary that's a summary of our, yeah. <laughs> of our relationship in a very small 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 you know amount of you know, just yeah that's kind of like the summary of our relationship essentially that mm. we're we're at this place where i think we're at a good spot right now in our relationship and no, like Rio said, he wouldn't. He could not see himself going it through it with anyone else. And same like me, I like. Who else could I get? Who else could I see? You know. But a little along the way, it's like we always sort of knew that you know God always had a hand in our relationship because you know He puts these little things in our relationship that sort of solidifies that thing that we knew always, right? And so it's it's interesting just going through these things as a couple and seeing that hey like we're coming out in a stronger stronger way and that even the like we haven't had a huge amount of problems but we do we did go through a problem that you know that really it could have it could have broken us but you know it's just had a matter of like you know what what are we gonna do how are we gonna how are we gonna progress this and you know we were able to find the answers when we were looking for them or actually when i was looking for them right so we we always knew that God had a hand in it because, you know, we, I don't think we would be here if it if it hadn't been that way, 
that we just it's, it's like we always sort of knew that these things were going to happen and you know they happened and so we knew that the the god had hand in it because he just when we needed something specifically at that time it's like we we were given that answer you know so yeah that's no i'm pretty sure there's there's a lot more but uh that's just i guess we never really thought of like well, we reflect on some of the things that we go through but i guess there's just so much that has happened that I guess you just you just had to live through it and do the best that we can. Right. I think that's we've done, I guess. I look at it more. There's another book there too where we learn about the the five love languages. Gary Chapman, yeah. And um, now knowing that, maybe be able to understand <coughs> the type of actually know more for a project um and it's a it's a it's definitely definitely a different language from mine hers is a um acts of service talk for me because um in a way that when the acts of service with her uh i would you know clean and stuff so i would do that because it's part of <coughs> part of what i should be doing I had to learn a little bit more too uh, of how how to speak that you know, so-called language, and because um, for me it's more of the of uh, of physical touch and quality time. So we're speaking a bit of different language, but through again through learning um, from other sources as well. With that, with uh, I'm able to kind of understand of how she would actually respond to to how I will how I guess how, how I sh- would show love and I guess uh, um, I had some some empathy and sympathy skills there but not fine-tuned enough to to, to Jeanette's needs so we're going through our relationship it's just now knowing what I had to do and what she has mentioned, uh, and about um, you know doing some more nice things from like before. Uh, that's constantly on my mind now. Where okay, well, what can I do to actually, to actually, um, I guess, make her feel good without any anything else that I'm gonna get out of it. So there's this totally just up to, from just to make sure that she is happy she's smiling i mean i try to do that when i clean like i guess a bit more more obvious since one of her um, love language is active service so i kind of want to make sure that when i'm i'm conscious more of what i'm doing it's not just because you know our place needs to be clean so i need to do it so sometimes i have to be a bit more obvious like oh you know when when she does come home from from um, an activity I want her to be able to be impressed. I'm like, oh wow, you know, it's so it's so nice and clean. So I'm a bit more um, conscious of what I need to do, but it's still a bit tough because um, in the sense of trying to figure out where or what should I do, what the best thing that I should do, because again, um, we've been into that, I guess that. Uh, routine that it's kind of tough to be spontaneous all the time so but i try to find moments where i can actually 
um, be a bit more spontaneous that way. But also, I guess, trying to think back of how I was before where I really planned of what what nice thing I would be able to do. So I guess just with our relationship and just trying to grow even more, especially now that we have a better understanding of of our roles, that I really try to be, just really, really be um, sensitive of how, how of her wants and her needs and to make sure that she's treated the way that she deserves to. Isn't it? I will say that um, she doesn't. She doesn't need to be treated uh, like a queen, but she deserves it. So that's more of what I'm trying to really approach. She she doesn't need it, but she deserves it. But for us, it's learn and apply. So it's a bit tougher because it's just yeah. because um it's it's just her and I. So really till now it's just really trying to learn and um too with our, our kids. Um it's tough to kind of do these nice things that we should be doing for for each other because we have we also have to think of of three three other people. Right. So but and uh, the other thing though too is that with our relationship and trying to be Trying to model because right now with our three boys, they're learning from how I treat uh, Jeanette. So if the way they see me treat her terribly, then they're gonna learn from that. But if I treat her the way that she should be treated, then then they will learn from that and they'll be a bit uh, to be better men too, and they have a better start, I guess, than than what when I had to start so it's just really a lot of it is just just really trying to be as as intuitive as much as possible but again just from my from my experiences and from just my personality I can be coolest for quite a while so for me it's, it's also learning to be um just to be I guess a better man as much as possible, especially now when we have uh, the with our with our boys, because I want them to be able to grow up to be good men as well. So if they if they see, well, I guess if they learn some of that empathy for me, then at least they will know what to do. Then the me learning from from my just my own experience. At least for them, they have some kind of exposure already. Right. So, yeah, this is, it's it's tough, but I'm I'm really looking forward to even more so uh, of these of our relationship and just. Empathy. I haven't yeah. even answered the question. Yeah, you can really answer. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even. I had I had to do some crowd control. Yeah, um, that's okay. Yeah, in terms of empathy for me, I mean, like, just. Again, like with Rios had said, he said something about the five love languages and just understanding that. Now, that's why he's always like, oh, his one of his love languages is physical touch. And it's like they just like to give hugs. He just likes to give hugs and he tries to take it from the kids. And even our children are like, ah, too much hugs. All right. So and understanding that it's, it's helped me to realize that, again, it's not 
uh, that my life really isn't about me and it's not about what I want, but it's about how, how I, I can live outside myself and to be able to make him, you know, feel, feel good about himself, you know, and, um, make him, cause you know, men are not, I wouldn't say men are easy, but in the sense that they, they, there's very few things that will like keep, that will make them unhappy. Well, sorry, that will keep them unhappy, but there's a lot of things that there's very, they're very simple. It's like you, just make sure that they if they're hungry, then you feed them. You know, <laughs> so <clears throat> they're pretty. It's helped me sort of live outside of myself, and not so much um, internalize everything. That I just, um, you know, being in this in a relationship, it's like, you know, um, it just it really has taught me the gift of patience as well to be patient with with my husband, my children, because you know they're still learning as well they're still learning how to be men right there's my husband's still learning how to be a man properly you know and and for me to sort of think that he's got it all right he you know that's kind of selfish for me that way because like he doesn't have it all right i don't have it all right but it's like going through this it's like yeah now we can sort of see how this can <clears throat> benefit other people i guess and how if I treat him properly, then he will also treat his coworkers properly, and in turn, his coworkers will, if they can feel that he's being treated, they're being treated properly, then they continue to treat properly. So, for me, it's like this whole, it's like a foundation, right? Like they they talk about how the family is is it's very vital to society, and yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of things in the world that that are just People don't care, you know. Um, I think being in a relationship, especially the one that I've been in, I mean, it's like they, you, you, nothing will ever be perfect, but it's like you go through these things so that you can sort of perfect your perfect your imperfections through a marriage, right? It's like kind of a way to perfect our relationship. It's like a sanctifying. They say that, right? Like that married life is supposed to sanctify the other in order to help them get to where they're supposed to be. So yeah, like for me, that's really, it's really taught me a big deal about empathy because I can sort of see where he's coming from in certain situations and okay, what was my role in the way that he, he was feeling, right? Like, <clears throat> like was I treating him properly or was I, you know, was I being selfish again? You know, and it just, it's just being aware and being made aware of, these things that have happened that we need to be be very sensitive to these situations now now with our with our kids we're making sure that now we're taking a look at the way that they react to certain things that we want to make sure that we correct the things that we see in them that can be detrimental later on right and i don't think i could do it without i don't i don't think i could do it without having reels as my my spouse my my partner for life <clears throat> and yeah so i mean it's really taught me a great deal about living living outside of myself not just being, being selfish definitely one thing i'll say this is what we always say too because you know there's a lot of people that say oh you're my other half i would i would have to disagree with that in the sense that like being in our relationship i think we've become whole ourselves and that that, like I would never say you're my other half and like you're my other whole you know like two and two two and two can make one right mm -hmm. and 
one thing that we always say about our relationship is that like I'm I'm the brownie and he's ice cream and that we're both good separately but when they're put together they're better so I think that that's kind of the way that we see our relationship right like we we see each other like yeah we're good on our own but I think for the most part for us being together it's been it's been better and we can face the world and its challenges and I think maybe the one word of advice that I could give um, is, you know, like, you really have to, it's not always about feelings and, and you know, it's, it's about making a decision to love that person and to, to stick, stick it out with them no matter what, no matter where you go. Because this life, life is, is precious and we, we really only have one life. But you you get to live it every single day when you when you make the right decisions. You know when you make the right decision for yourself. And I think that's more that marriage marriage for us wasn't just about it's not just about choosing you know whatever. It's it's really it was really about a vocation that was chosen for us that God saw fit for both of us to be in a married vocation. And I think that that has really been um, helpful and has been really like really good anything you want to add to that no mm-hmm. yeah you got the analogy right there yeah brownies and ice cream so every time miranda now every time you hear brownies and ice cream you'll think of us <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to storybookish if you like what you hear you can find more at storybookish.com You can also hear the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. The best way to keep in touch is by following the Storybookish Instagram. That's storybook underscore ish. I also know that life gets pretty busy and it's impossible to listen to every podcast. So if you'd like a brief chapter summary, you can sign up for the newsletter. It's like spark notes for Storybookish. So you don't want to miss out on that. Thanks for listening to chapter four, Peas in a Pod, and we'll catch you next time.